Welcome back to Pops and Pop Culture, a Riverdale rewatch podcast. I'm Maya. And I'm Luke, and we are here to discuss all things pop culture and dissect the wildest show on TV. And we are back for second take, but this time second <laughs> full take. Um, and we're also here with a special guest, Abigail. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> um, so we invited Abigail on here because... She is very deep in Bachelor Nation. She watched um, Listen to Your Heart with us. She introduced both of us to The Bachelor. So it was only, it was fitting that she was on this episode to talk about it with us. Yeah. Um, But before we get to Listen to Your Heart, we have a lot of other things to cover. Or not a lot, but a good amount. Um, So I guess we can just jump right into it. starting with the Watermelon Sugar music video release. Um, So this is the third or fourth single, I think, from Harry Styles' newest album. Um, And recently I've found myself very deep in the Harry Styles fandom, (laughs) um, mostly on Twitter, or mostly on TikTok. Um, I'm, like, following this one teacher who is like really obsessed with Harry Styles. She's like his biggest teacher fan and she like always tells all of her students about it and like they do like Harry Styles themed worksheets. So I've been following her on TikTok for a while and slowly my For You page has gotten more and more Harry Styles content um, in the last few weeks. Um, So I've like seen all of this stuff about his release, his like kind of Easter eggs and release schedule. Um, so he's done like a very Taylor Swift-esque um, release of this music video. He created a website, um, the website I wanted to, I just want to taste it.com, which is like a lyric from the song um, where he had like a table and like objects were periodically appearing on the table like every day. He had another website where there's like a virtual watermelon and a bite got taken out. So there's like a lot going on um, and people were freaking out on TikTok and Twitter. Um and then it even it got pretty much confirmed that the music video was coming when the watermelon emoji appear, started appearing next to the hashtag Harry Styles hashtag watermelon sugar all of the um, all of those hashtags were had like a watermelon emoji next to them. So it's been a long like three weeks. I'm not like super involved, but I've been watching it from the outside. Um, and then yesterday the music video dropped. So what were your guys' initial reactions to this music video? Well, I was not a huge fan of it. I, I watched it one and a half times and I liked it better the second time, but it made me a little bit uncomfortable. They were just touching watermelons very suggestively and it didn't feel particularly creative or interesting or necessary to me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I like have never really loved this song. I think there are a lot of other songs on the album that are a lot better. And this music video just felt like boring and like overdone and like 
I don't know, like, I, like, there's that scene in, um, the Taylor Swift's music video for The Man, where she's making fun of, um, Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio's, like, all this, like, womanizing and stuff in this music video felt like that exact thing, but unironic, and and it just was, like, felt kind of icky to me. (laughs) I just feel like it's, I mean, the entire internet, like, it seemed like loved this music video. Like, everyone was so obsessed with it. They're like, this is the, one review I read was like, this is the summer music video that we need right now. And I'm just like, it's just weird to me that, like, someone like Harry Styles is able to get away with this music video. Because I feel like there are a lot of artists right now that if they put out something like this, that's sort of, like, doesn't really have any story that it's telling. It's just kind of a man surrounded by a bunch of conventionally attractive women, like, suggestively eating watermelon. Like, it seems like there are a lot of celebrities that would get backlash for doing that, but for some reason, Harry Styles is, like, allowed to do that, and, like, everyone loves him for it. So it's kind of strange. Yeah, it seems like really anything he does, everyone's obsessed with it. Which I think generally he's, like, doing good things, and it's, like, easy to he's like an easy to like person but like i don't know this just didn't this wasn't one of them to me um and then one other interesting like twist in the story is that one of the models who was in the video um went on instagram live i think yesterday and was talking about the video and she called him like the consent king which is like kind of become the narrative of this video online um and she said like even though they were doing a bunch of, like, suggestive things, like, there was kissing and, like, a lot of touching, um, like, there was, like, a culture of consent on set, which is interesting, um, but again, I just feel like the music video is, like, unnecessarily sexual for, and also it's weird that there's, like, one man and, like, a ton of women. Although there are, like, a couple more men, possibly. Oh, yeah. There's, like, two men. But you don't really notice them in the video. Until, like, the very end. And then you're just, like, surprised. Although it looked like they had a fun time on on the beach. Yeah. Also, the video is dedicated to touching. So it's supposed to be, like, oh, this lost art of touching. Yeah. Um, like an ode to a time before coronavirus. Yeah. But it's just kind of strange. So it will be interesting to see how Harry Styles progresses with future music videos. I don't know. It also like seems a little out of character for him. Like I agree. It seems like his stuff usually has more of a purpose. And, and he I doesn't like need to do this because everyone already loves him. So he doesn't need to do something to get attention. Yeah. I agree. Um, Abigail, would you like to explain um, the City of Lover concert for us? Yes. Okay, so um, in August of last year, Taylor Swift released um, her seventh studio album, Lover, and then in September, she did um, this concert at um, in Paris where she like invited a bunch of fans from all over the world to come um, and she played a bunch of songs from Lover, as well as some other ones. And then, so then on Sunday, ABC aired, um, like, a one-hour special showing 
some of the songs from that concert. So it was super fun to watch. They only showed the um, songs from Lover, which is the only album that she has the rights to. Um, yeah. But so we were kind of missing that, um, some of the other songs. But it was definitely really fun to watch for sure. And the and it also was highly av- advertised with um, exclusive behind the scenes content. Like it was like, see Taylor like you've never seen her before. And then that ended up being like a few like pictures of Paris that she took while she was there. And like one behind the scenes like video that was clearly taken on like her phone or something. So it really seems like they just like went through her camera roll of like while she was in Paris and then like took that content and put it on um into the video yeah which was it was a little a that part was a little sad but <laughs> <laughs> i mean the the performance was great her vocals were amazing she did some songs that she yeah. had never that she's never performed otherwise and she released all of the songs um so that people can have them also um her outfit i thought was really good it was like yeah. fun, but also classy. Mm-hmm. I thought. Yeah, I mean the show wasn't like a super produced show, like nothing like her, like like the Reputation Stadium tour, because obviously it was like she only had like a month or so to rehearse for it, um, and she was only performing it once, so she didn't. It wasn't like this huge production, um, but it was still like nice to watch. And a lot of the, I think the best performances were like some of the acoustic versions of yeah. the songs. Which like, I, so I looked on of her to give us um, yeah. versions on streaming. I looked on I um, YouTube today, and I think the Cornelia Street performance has the most views, which is really cool because yeah, that's, that's like, the one that it's not a single. Yeah, but I her vocals on that song were incredible. Yeah, the Cornelia Street one is the one that charted the highest on iTunes, I think, and at one point it surpassed one of Justin Bieber's songs. So I was I was happy about that. Oh. She yeah. really should have released Cornelia Street as a single, actually. And the live version is so good. Like, her vocals I feel like it's so one of the really easiest songs to like on that album. Yeah, it's... Yeah, definitely. Maya, did you watch? I did not watch. Mm-hmm. You really missed out. Although it's actually only 40 minutes without the ads. Like, it was released yeah. on Disney Plus and Hulu after, and it's literally only 40 minutes, which is really not that much. <laughs> but it seems I mean, like it was kind of thrown together clips. last minute. Yeah, you can see all yeah, the clips on YouTube. Yeah. I don't know. It was like a fun I, little treat. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it was put together sort of last minute. Like, they had this footage, and they're like, why not release it since Taylor won't be able to perform live this year anyway? Um, so, I mean, why not release it? And I think the biggest, like, the best part was that they released the songs, like, to streaming. Because, like, at the end of the day, I'm not going to go back and watch this performance. But, like, I will listen to the songs on streaming. All right. So are we ready to shift our conversation to Bachelor-related yes, news? Let's do it. So the last couple of days have been pretty eventful for Bachelor Nation. <laughs> but before we get into that, I think we should all just talk about our history with The Bachelor. Yeah. Um, would you like to go first? Yeah, so a few years ago, the end of Ari, The Bachelor's season, was very eventful, and it involved Becca Kufrin, who is from Minnesota, 
My grandmother is also from Minnesota, so she had not watched the season, but it was, like, all over the news, and, like, everyone was talking about it, um, and so she, like, that week was coming to visit us, and so she wanted to watch the last episode of the season, so we did. We watched it with her, and then I was totally hooked, so then I watched um, Becca season, Paradise, Colton season, Hannah season, Paradise again, Peter season, and now listen to your heart. And, you know, listen to podcasts and read articles and watched recap videos and all sorts of things. So, you're in deep. So, I, I don't think I had, like, as interesting of a reason um, that I started watching The Bachelor. I think it was that Abigail started talking about it. And I remember be- being really shocked. And I remember my mom being really shocked that... Abigail had started watching it, but I knew that if I started watching it, I would probably be hooked too. And so I think it was it was a couple episodes into Colton season when I decided to start watching it, and I skipped the first episode. I just started with the second episode, <laughs> and I, I just had a lot of fun with it. Colton season wasn't great, but it was entertaining enough, and then. Um, well, Hannah B was, like, my favorite coming out of, um, Colton's season, but we'll talk a little bit about her in a second. And so I was really excited that she was The Bachelorette, and I loved that season. I was totally hooked, and I just watched all the Bachelor franchise shows, um, from then until Listen to Your Heart now and I've gotten really into uh, listening to all of the Bachelor podcasts <laughs> and going on yeah. Bachelor contested social media I feel like I probably devote way too much time to that but it's a passion project you know. for you <laughs> yeah so I guess I started well I started only last season um, on Peter's season of The Bachelor um, and I joined, I guess, because you guys were both watching it. And it just feels like it's, like, a kind of a cultural moment. Um, and, like, I especially last season, I mean, I maybe I was just not as aware of this because I wasn't watching it. But it feels like it felt like everyone was talking about it, especially on my TikTok. Like, there was so much Bachelor-related, like, stuff while the season was airing. Um, and it's, like, something, it just feels like it's something that, like, a lot of the internet can, like, just like, unites around, and it's, like, really a, a moment, and, and everyone has, yeah. like, an opinion, and it's just, like, fun to, um, to talk about, so. And especially since Peter's season was so bad, I feel like everybody yeah was talking about it, and a lot of people started watching it because of that. Yeah. And just, like, everyone had an opinion on Hannah Ann and Madison, and, like, like, I feel like... <laughs> there was like very strong opinions on what he should do so that was fun to be a part of even if the season was kind of a mess um but Maya do you want to get into the Hannah B controversy from this week yes so I believe it was maybe two days ago Hannah B was doing an Instagram live and she was singing along to a song Rockstar by the baby. I guess that's a TikTok song, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Um and she said the N word 
And I guess someone pointed that out in the comments and she was like, I did, I'm so sorry. And then someone in the background was like, no, I don't think you actually said it. And she was like, oh, I think I did. And she was sort of, you could tell that she realized that she screwed up, but she was trying to play it off and she was apologizing, but she was also laughing through it. And she was like, maybe it was my brother, Patrick. Um, but then, of course, this caused a very large <laughs> response from Bachelor Nation. Some, obviously, a lot of people calling Hannah out and some people jumping into her defense. But I'll briefly talk about two of the reactions that were the best articulated. Um, so Rachel Lindsay, who is the only Black lead in Bachelor history and often has to serve as the spokesperson for any racism scandals in Bachelor Nation, which seems to happen yeah, more a often lot. than it should. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she posted a video on IGTV and well, at first it was live, she, and then she posted Oh, yeah, it. it was live first, and then she posted it on IGTV, and she, well, she doesn't actually name Hannah by name, but she talks about how she initially didn't want to speak publicly about it because she is tired of always having to be the one to do it, but she contacted Hannah because she was offended by it and she told her that and she gave her the opportunity to issue a sincere public apology show her face um explain why what she did was wrong and hannah didn't do that she apologized on her instagram story but it was just written she didn't show her face and it was a pretty basic apology um so rachel said that she wanted to use her platform to educate people. So in her video, she talked a little bit about the history of the word and why it was not okay for non-Black um, people to use it, even when singing along to a song. And the other reaction that I thought was pretty good was Becca, who I never heard of her before, but she was on... Ari's season, yeah, I think she and was she like brought young Becca a... on Ari's season. Oh, got it. Okay, um, and she brought up an important point about that when celebrities they have so with so much um, privilege and access to education, they really shouldn't be making this mistake. There's not an excuse for it. It's such like an um, obvious thing too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but there were a lot of people saying, well, then why is it in the song if, um, she shouldn't say it, which obviously. <sighs> That's something, like, I feel like the internet has already established at this point. Many, many times. <laughs> yeah, like, I thought that's not, like, a valid argument anymore. <laughs> or never was, but at this point, definitely not. Yes. So, what are your guys' thoughts I think it sucks that it always falls on Rachel Lindsay to 
deal with this kind of stuff and like people were like supporting her like I know Tyler like posted like her the her live on his story and like I know Becca Kufrin and like some other people commented on her live um to say like yeah go like we support you but like I don't know it feels like a lot more of the white people in Bachelor Nation who is like definitely most of the people should be like doing more of like what Becca did and like also using their platform to like call it out and like educate yeah I mean and also like when you comment on someone's post on like Rachel's post especially like we support you like we support your what you're fighting for then it's basically coming off as like we support like you're fighting against racism because this is your fight and we're just going to support you in it not like racism is a problem for everyone and like it's everyone's issue not like they just make it seem like it's just Rachel's issue when really like everyone should be it's everyone's issue um and yeah so it seems like if you're going to get involved in it then you need to like you can't just like comment oh yeah we support you and what you're doing like you need to like post your own statement um and i also just think that this like like why are celebrities still having this issue like especially with instagram live i feel like it always like stems from these live things like if you can't like control yourself or you can't like not make this mistake on an Instagram live, then like don't do Instagram lives like, or like, or don't like lift sync to videos or like, like, it just seems like it's, this happens so frequently with celebrities. And I'm just confused, like how these celebrities have not realized that this is like going to cause issues for them. I don't know. And every time there's a scandal like this with a celebrity, there's a huge internet backlash. So even if you don't care about, like, being a good person, at least, like, even if you only care about your reputation, it's just stupid. (laughs) Like, do you not see that, like, millions of people come on Twitter and start, like, hating you after this? Like, it just, like, seems like... (laughs) common sense that maybe this is not a good idea Mm -hmm. and like yeah i don't know and hannah really didn't do herself any favors by not showing her face not taking up rachel Lindsay's offer um i think that it would be a good idea for her to release a video not where she's crying not where she's talking about oh this week has been so hard for me but just owning up to what she did and explaining why it was wrong to all the people who are jumping to her defense. Yeah. Like she that's probably like, the least she can do. Don't come to my defense. Like I'm not yeah. right here. Yeah. Like Rachel I mean, was saying, uh, like if you're bold enough to get on an Instagram live and say that word, then you should also like be able to like come on and not, and like come on Instagram live again and explain that you know that what you did was wrong and this is why and don't come to my defense and it seems like if Rachel Lindsay is like telling you how you can somewhat like fix this situation like obviously it's not like a perfect fix and like there are going to be issues but like if Rachel Lindsay is telling you to do something in this moment I feel like you should probably do it like like, yeah. uh, Rachel Lindsay didn't have to, like, even reach out to you in the first place, so, like, I feel like the least you could do is, like, 
do what she says. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but should we talk about Listen to Your Heart? Yes. yes. We've been building this up for so long, I feel like. <laughs> I mean, I think, didn't our podcast start, like, right when Listen to Your Heart started? And so. I remember you had just watched the first episode, and I hadn't, but you were, like, gushing about how much you loved it. Yeah. So, this is kind of, la- this has been, like, the one thing that's lasted throughout our whole podcast. Well, other than coronavirus. <laughs> um, so, finally, we get to come to that um, and discuss. Um so I guess probably we should start with just like the first two episodes or well maybe before that we should even talk about what were what were you guys's like reactions to all of like the promotion surrounding the show. There was like so much advertising for it during Peter's season of The Bachelor. So like what did you guys expect? What did you guys think about it going into it? I definitely thought that it was really stupid and I definitely wasn't planning on watching it and I only watched it because I was bored in quarantine yeah yeah I I oh god oh yeah I agree with Abigail like I was definitely not planning on watching it um I was like why do we need like a bunch of bad musicians to like come together um it just like it was promoted, like, just, like, so much, like, singing and, like, did not seem, like, I don't know. It just did not seem that entertaining. Um, but, like, Abigail and, like, I feel like a lot of the watchers of this season, um, because of quarantine, I ended up watching it because I was like, what else do I have going on? I agree that the promos looked really stupid. But I was probably still going to watch it, even if quarantine didn't happen. I mean, quarantine definitely gave me an extra push and basically (laughs) no excuse not to watch it. But I don't know. I thought it would be entertaining. And I feel like Bachelor Monday is just something to look forward to. I really, I feel like I really just look forward to listening to all the podcasts. Um... But I was like, if they're releasing a Bachelor show, I might as well watch it. Um, But also, part of the reason why the promos were so bad during Peter's season was that they were still filming it and they didn't have a lot of footage. Yeah, that's so weird. I mean, I guess they had to promote it during Peter's season. Yeah, it was a really quick turnaround, so they didn't really have any other options. But it still what? feels like, the like they could have made like... the promos better. Oh, I, mean, I feel sure. like they just like... really didn't represent the show very well. Like, I just didn't get a sense of, like, that there would be as much, like, relationship stuff. It felt more, like, I don't know. If, I mean, they just played that clip of, like, A Star is Born over and over and over again. <laughs> and I was just like, I mean, yeah. I guess this is, like, fine. I don't know. It just, like, didn't seem... I mean, and we'll talk about this in a second, but, like, it didn't seem like it had any elements that make, like, Bachelor in Paradise or even The Bachelor, like, good. Like, it didn't seem like it was really leaning into those elements very much. Yeah. But we were wrong. Yeah. I think. I think we were pleasantly surprised. Yes, for sure. Um, So should we get into it? I mean, 
the first two episodes are kind of different than the rest of them. Like the first two episodes are very much like Bachelor in Paradise. And then it takes like a um, sharp turn towards like music competition. Um, But what did you guys think of the first two episodes and like the Bachelor in Paradise format? Well, my very first impression was when Chris Harrison said, we at The Bachelor love The Star is Born, and that's why we decided to make this show, which, I mean, I've talked about this before. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it just, like, did you not watch the ending of that movie? Like, that's our ideal relationship. Yeah, that was a Um, toxic relationship. (laughs) Like, the only thing they had going, or the only thing that's similar that they would hope is that there's music in the relationship. Oh, they sang Shallow. That's, like, about it. Um, They made good music. But, yeah. Um, But I really liked the first two episodes. It was, felt a lot like Bachelor in Paradise, but a little bit more chill, and the people were more interesting they were still all, like, conventionally attractive, but in, in more interesting ways, there was, like, guys with long hair and a girl with purple hair, and it was just, just, like, Not and they felt like... a little bit more, like, real people, to yeah. some extent. I mean, I think that the show, or the at least the first two episodes, like, when they're all interacting, I feel like you really got the sense that they were, like, real people and not just, like, there to be influencers. Like, they were there to promote their music career and, like, hopefully, like, create a new successful chapter in their music career. But they weren't there to be influencers. So, I mean, they were there for fame, but, like, not the same type of fame that, like, all of the influencer-hungry, like, um, contestants of the usual Bachelor shows are there for. Um, And so in that sense they kind of felt more like real people like they weren't as there they weren't there as much to sell themselves they were there to sell like their music um and because of yeah because of the format of the show that was okay like they were still there for the right reasons because it is a singing competition show yeah as whereas like if you're there to be an influencer then you're like looked down upon even though they're really all there to be influencers in like a regular bachelor show Mm mm-hmm for me, the first two episodes, I feel like because I didn't, we didn't really know the, the people that well, and so, and it was like I don't know, it felt like kind of boring to me, and so at the time I was watching Gossip Girl, which was like really intense, and so my sister and I were switching <laughs> between, um, listen to your heart, and then during the ads we would go to Gossip Girl, and Gossip Girl was just a That's lot really more interesting. <laughs> It was just more interesting um, and captivating than Listen to Your Heart. So I think, like, both times, like, maybe halfway through, we just switched to totally Listen to Your Heart. So, like, I remember a few things from the first two episodes, but I will not pretend like I know everything that happened during them. Yeah. I mean, so, um, after, like, the sec- the second episode, kind of at the beginning of the third episode, Chris Harrison comes on and he's like, you guys need to, like, couple up by the end of this, like, cocktail party. You need to, like, have someone that you want to move forward with just the, like, you're committed to the other person. Um, and then the show sort of transitions into more of a music competition with judges and like an elimination each round based on solely like the musical performances. Um, 
And so kind of from that, there's some drama. Um, but we get to see, like, the show really um, steps away from, like, the Bachelor in Paradise um, model. Um, but from that, we get sort of our first major um, kind of drama that lasts a good and like, two only. episodes. Yeah, really, like, the only Resonant. major drama of the show. What was is... really nice about this show is everyone got along for the most part, and they're all friends. Yeah, I mean, after, like, They were all whole... yelling at each other. Yeah, after the whole, like, love rectangle situation is over, there's kind of just four <laughs> couples who are all there. Like, the re- their relationships are all sort of growing independently of each other, and then they're all there. They're competing against each other, but they're all just, like, sort of friends... I mean, they are, like, living together. So it seems like they became, like, actual friends, which I know there are, like, actual friends, but there's, like, no jealousy or any, like, I don't know. There's no, like, it doesn't get as messy as it could get in other seasons of The Bachelor that are not, like, musical-themed. Um, but I feel like we should get into the Brandon-Julia love rectangle. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. My would okay. you like to explain? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna have to struggle through this explanation again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I keep wanting to call him Brendan, but his name is Brandon. Yeah. So, well, on the first night, sh- what is his name? Sheridan. Sheridan. <laughs> Sheridan. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Sheridan and Julia had a connection and. I really liked them. I really liked both of them together. Like on the first night. On the first night. And Julia was also had a little thing with Brandon, but Julia ended up picking well the first night the girls had the roses, so Julia ended up giving her rose to Sheridan and Savannah gave her rose to Brandon. And then Julia and Sheridan were doing okay for like another episode. But then Julia decided that she wanted, she likes Brandon again. And also, every girl liked Brandon too. And Brandon he was very just basically popular. told everyone what they wanted to hear and made them all think that he really liked them. Because wasn't there like Mel um, who also thought she was like. I really liked Mel. Like, oh there was like God, three girls that her. all thought they were his number yeah. one. Well, I mean, and so he gave kinda... Savannah her his rose, so she rightfully thought that. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess they all did because he, he led them on. But yeah, yeah. And Mel got but, like really sad over it. I know that was so sad because she was so nice. And yeah. sometimes when um when people like off or often when people cry on this show like it feels very put on but when she just seemed like so genuinely upset yeah like she just really liked brandon um but anyways then we got to the point where they had to couple up and then they all performed with their partner at the end and sheridan and julia were performing together but julia just kept thinking about Brandon and Savannah, and Brandon and Savannah actually performed together and did pretty badly, and Julia was thought that was very funny, and <laughs> Julia and Sheridan's um, performance was actually really good, which and the judges really liked their chemistry, which 
Julia pointed out that it was ironic that it was <laughs> her Poor and Sheridan. Sheridan. <laughs> Poor Sheridan. He never so just, always he a never good got sign. the love that he deserved. <laughs> and Sheridan has become like really beloved in Bachelor Nation. Yeah, I mean, um, he was such like a sweet guy and then he just like got caught up in the situation that he did not deserve. And he also was like yeah. so into Julia and she was just did not like him as much as he did. Right? I know. Um, but then in episode four, the producers decided it would be a good idea to have them, have some of them go on dates with people, with somebody else. So they decided that Brandon and Julia should go on a date with each other. And then they put like two other like random people on dates. Well, there are but people their that like, were just you, like, they were like, they pretended it was like we're trying to test your connection to see if you're like really with the person that you should be with so like the other two people were people who had like talked to each other at the beginning were like but they were just friends. gonna move forward but at this point like it had been so long and nothing had really happened yeah, at originally. All. <laughs> so they were like and it, they had like, solid relationships with other people yeah so it, nothing was actually gonna happen on that those dates it was really and those people got like fake dates yeah yeah. They like got they like, like paid no money for that. But it was really just an excuse to get Brandon and Julia on a date together. And they which also was like brilliant. Focused, they also focused like hardly any energy on like like or like the show, like the screen time for those dates was so much smaller than the screen time for the date between um Brandon and Julia. Yeah. And Brandon and Julia got to write a song together. Yeah. So that was fun. So romantic. Um, <laughs> but then, after that date, Julia... Well, thinks, they end up kissing on the date. They end up kissing. Which and is, like... Brandon going. definitely led Julia on. Yeah, I mean, Brandon, like, made it seem like, like, I'm ready to commit to you, sort of. He never said that, but it, like, he sort of implied it. So, Julia leaves that date with the impression that she and Brandon are going to continue this together. Which... And so then she... Well, she breaks up with Sheridan and she starts, like, accusing him of being mean to her, which was not great. <laughs> <That's> crazy. <laughs> well, and also at this point, like, if you don't... If you're not paired up with someone, you have to go home. So, like, it's a big deal if you break up with someone because for someone else because that means like you basically have to the other person has to go home Mm -hmm. and it was sad when Sheridan went home everybody was really sad and it was kind of like in too hot to handle when Jesus went home yeah it was kind of a similar vibe um and also yeah, it was a sad moment, and they did this montage oh, yeah. of of Sheridan and Julia's relationship that was honestly like, kind of emotional. It was to a song that they had sung together. Yeah. And oh, it the was, was kind of sad. funny because you realize that they've only been together for like two days. I know. <laughs> like, it's like this montage that goes on and on, and you're yeah. like, this is literally all of their screen time. Like, they didn't cut anything. It's like, <laughs> the only way they could fill this whole montage was, like, literally every single time they were on screen together, that was in the montage. But it was it was emotional. For Sheridan. Julia didn't really care about at this point. But now Julia does... Um, 
Well, Julia and Sheridan talked for a while after the show. But Sheridan said that he's not going to be in a relationship with her. Yeah, I think Julia is, like, at least says she's kind of interested in possibly pursuing a romantic relationship with him. And she regrets breaking up with him. But Sheridan says he doesn't think that's a good idea. And I guess they were in contact until the second episode aired where I guess it was just kind of a lot to watch back. So Sheridan didn't really want to talk to her anymore. I think Julie has, like, more said, like, oh, I really, I definitely regret, like, trying to move forward with Brandon and, like, if I could go back and redo it, I would have done it with Sheridan. But, like, at this point, it, like, she does not come off cross as, like, very committed to the relationship with Sheridan in this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but you then... talk about Brandon sort of breaking up with... Yes. <laughs> yes. So then Brandon talks to Savannah... Oh, God, I don't even know what he said, but he was, he wasn't really trying to break up with her, but he told her, like, what happened on the date, and Savannah's like, well, I don't want to be a second choice. She got really upset, and Brandon was just like, sweetie. Yeah. (laughs) Like, well, I don't get why you're getting mad at me, sweetie, (laughs) which, like, so condescending. Yeah, he's Um, so gross. Like, good for Savannah for walking away. Yeah, I love Savannah. I mean, yeah, like Savannah totally, walked away. He totally was like blaming her for like getting angry at him, and was like, "Why are you so mad at me?" And I'm like, "You're the one that got them in this situation in the first place." Like, yeah, I don't know yeah. how anyone could think it was her fault. And Julia got a lot of hate, but really, the real villain is Brandon. And yeah. I didn't necessarily see that in the beginning. I honestly kind of understood the Brandon appeal at I did first. Not get it at all. But then he started to become like such a jerk and I was like, okay, I really can't like him anymore. Well and then um, there's the whole thing with Natasha too. So like Brandon <laughs> is sitting with Julia and Ryan and Natasha and they're all talking. And then Natasha who like loves to start drama, but not like in a bad way, but she loves to like Stir the pot a little Stir bit. Stir the pot. Yeah. She's like, she asked Brandon with Julia right next to her. Well, first she well, tells like Julia to close her ears, which is <laughs> to like. To put earmuffs on. Yeah. Like hand <laughs> earmuffs. So we're like, okay, what's happening? Um, and she's like, she asks Brandon, if Savannah hadn't left, would you have stayed with Savannah instead of um, like moving forward with Julia? And. He basically says yes. He, like, nods. Um, but Julia supposedly doesn't hear any of this conversation. Um, and yeah, so, cause... I mean, obviously that's a little bit concerning for Julia because, like, she ended her relationship with um, with Sheridan, Sheridan to be with Brandon. Um, and so this comes out later when... Um, when Julie and Brandon are about to pr- go on stage to perform a song together, um, Natasha tells Julia about this conversation that they had. She's like, you should probably know this. And then Julie gets super angry at Natasha for being like, you're trying to sabotage me. Like, why would you tell me this right before I'm going on stage? Like, no artist would do that if they were had, like, good intentions. Um, like, all of that. And And then they go on and, like, the performance is not great. And so, 
they end up getting sent home by the judges anyway. Which, like, their relationship was doomed. Any- like, that was never going to end well. Yeah. They were not great for each other I mean, anyway. I mean, Brandon's, yeah. like, terrible. <laughs> yeah. So. Mm-hmm. And I what mean, makes it- zero sense is how she didn't hear what Nat- the Natasha's question. When she fell I think earmuffs. she heard the question, but she yeah. didn't hear the answer. Because he, he... But after you hear that question, then you, you're like, what? Like, I need to hear this answer. <laughs> or like, Brandon, what did you tell her? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's I also so, but, so dumb I mean, that but, Brandon would even say that. Like, yeah. why would you... You should just lie, if, even if that's true. Like, why would you say that? That cannot do you any good. Like, yeah. come on. I mean, and then... So then when Natasha told Julia, um, she, like... Julia got all mad at Natasha, which, like, like because of the timing, I guess, which I guess I understand, but also Natasha understands that this is a competition, so whatever. It's a competition. But like, then, they're but then, for something. But Julia got mad at Natasha, but she really should be getting mad at Brandon. <laughs> like, she always gets like, mad at Brandon the wrong person. The yeah. She is always mad at everyone but Brandon, even though Brandon's the worst person there. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But she her has was definitely. Herself. Yes, yes, yes. Her like, anger was definitely misdirected, but I think she's been able to admit that. In, like, interviews and, after the fact. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in interviews she said, like, Brandon kind of, not manipulated her, but he's, like, very good at, like, telling you what you want to hear, and, like, she definitely feels like she was sort of manipulated by him, and, like, recognizes that she overreacted in certain situations, and, like that Brandon was pretty much the one that was at fault most of the time. So, like, I think she's handled it well after the season is over. Mm-hmm. Um, should we move on to the four remaining couples after yes. Brandon and Julia leave yes. the show? <laughs> well, I feel like, so I guess we should start with my favorite couple. Ryan and Natasha. Um, well, so I've loved Ryan from the very first moment that he was on screen. Um, and, I mean, I feel like this is the couple that no one even believed that they're actually, like, there was any, like, um, like, that there was any romantic, romantic attraction between them. I feel like everyone just thought they were, like, putting on a show just to, like, win the competition. Which I kind of believe. Ryan is very focused on the music. He's he's not really there for the love. He's there I mean, for the music. it was just so and funny because they were such an unlikely couple. Because Natasha is very like loud and kind of extra, and Ryan is very like mellow and subdued. No. And like it was like during that whole conversation <laughs> with Natasha and um, Brandon. <laughs> Ryan is just sitting. Ryan there. is just like sitting there. <laughs> like it, it was just like so <laughs> unlikely, but it was like. And I don't know. Natasha's I kind of like, saw I love it, gossiping with you. <laughs> yeah. After that, and after the conversation, they have like a, a funny yeah. moment. But I really, I really and do both... like them as a couple. Uh, I don't know if I like them as a couple. I like them as friends, at least, though. Like, I, I like their performances, yeah. except for their really bad one when they get um, kicked off the show. <laughs> but before that, um, that it was good. <laughs> Oh, but we have to talk about the really funny Ryan moment. Um, oh, this was yes. in the first episode. Well, in the we really first episode, know. there was they tried to make it seem like there was a love triangle 
with Jamie, Trevor, and Ryan. But really, I think they just... They sort of forced Ryan and Jamie together. And Jamie obviously liked Trevor way more. And so they, like, tried to make it seem dramatic, but it was just really not. Like, Ryan... Also, like, you really get the impression that Ryan isn't there for the romance that much. And so he was, like, really didn't care that Jamie didn't like him that much. Yeah. It's probably good that Jamie didn't pick Ryan, because I feel like Ryan would get really annoyed of Jamie really fast. Yeah, with yeah. like Jamie being like, oh my god, yeah. oh my god, I'm so nervous. Like, oh, yeah, Ryan would be like, um, okay. <laughs> but, but yes, anyways, tell us about the funny um, Ryan story <laughs> at the beginning. So, Ryan and Jamie are talking, and Jamie asks him, what his favorite childhood memory is. Which, okay, what I do understand is that's, like, a kind of hard question. Yeah, like, I don't know how yeah, I, I would know. answer that. I feel like it's that. hard to just, like, think of, like, what's your favorite childhood yeah, memory? Yeah, like, this maybe but... it was, like, his only childhood memory. <laughs> maybe that's why. But... Yeah. <laughs> um, but Ryan said when he was, I think it was when he was six. Was it five or six? Well, it doesn't yeah, matter. He had brain surgery, and it was awesome, and it really gave him perspective and changed his outlook on life which so i don't know weird. i mean like <laughs> good for you <laughs> no like, you're literally that. six. Oh my god <laughs> but it That's is kind of that. a bat it, it really is <laughs> such a bachelor move even though ryan was not a traditional bachelor uh contestant Maybe he watched um, some Bachelor. I'm just like trying training. to think what was going through his head when he decided to say that. Like, well, he's I just, just like, like cannot. And he also says it with like such a straight face too, because he's such like, I mean, a serious, like kind I mean, of intense person. Well, or not intense, but he's just like maybe, not a like jokey person at all. But like maybe he was like, oh, she's like wondering about my childhood. This is probably the most significant part of my childhood. Like maybe I'll just say or, that. Or like the like, only thing I remember, like younger than the age of seven or something yeah well he probably planned like a story he planned a story because he's like okay maybe i'm gonna have to talk about my most traumatic experience so he- and how i've grown yeah, and become a strong person because of that because if he was watching some um earlier seasons even just like peter season that's a classic move um yeah. so that's so like the most traumatic thing that's he might happened. have like had it re- rehearsed and he's like she was he was like okay she's asking about me so now i have to like say Talk this about the brain surgery yeah even though he like doesn't remember that much of it probably <laughs> um yeah but sadly ryan and, and natasha what episode do they leave they leave in like the second to last episode they try to do like a performance of perfect and they like massively rearranged the song, and it just it like it just didn't not work. work at all. Yeah. Um, I think Natasha like comes in during his part or something, and then, I mean, even if it went like well, I feel like the arrangement was just very strange. And yeah, I don't know. It was weird. It was sad because that's actually such a good song. Yeah, and I mean, I really felt bad for Natasha too because she was really. I mean, she was blaming herself. I do think it was like partially her fault, but. She was, like, really sad. Um, she, like, but, missed a verse or something. Yeah. Um, but do you, didn't you say that they have music coming soon? They do have music coming soon. It's kind of unclear whether they 
are still together. I don't think that they are, but yeah, I think I read that they're actually like they're trying to figure it out, but that because they don't live in the yeah. same place, they like can't be together right now. Obviously, so they don't. So know. they haven't officially defined their relationship publicly, and during their exit interviews, they were like, "Oh, like, like this was probably good because I met Natasha and." And he was like, I'm really proud of Natasha or something. <laughs> yeah. And but he's like, I mean, oh, like, we want to keep exploring our relationship. This might be good for our relationship. And yeah, I mean, I could whatever, see it going so... either way. Like, maybe it's just, like, they're not meant to have their relationship come out on camera. I do think, like, I could see them together. It just, like, based on their interactions, it never really seemed like they were that, like... Well, except we also saw so little concerned. of them. Like... We only yeah. really saw when Natasha was being, like, kind of, like, you know, like, stirring the pot a little yeah. bit. Dramatic. And so, like, we didn't really get anything from them, so I don't think, like, we can really judge that well, like. Yeah, that's true. And their performances were really good. And they really, yeah. like, they definitely had chemistry on stage, I feel like. Yeah. Natasha's really good. Ryan's pretty good. Um, and they're and two, like, he's very different basically artists. John Mayer. He loves John Mayer, which is, like, the one, like, flaw in his character, I think. But I think he's, like, more into John Mayer from, like, a musical standpoint. I hope so. Because he seems, like, very focused on the music, not, like, the person as much. Like, even with (laughs) Natasha. (laughs) So. (laughs) I think I can give him a pass on that one. Um, Yeah. Should we talk about Rudy and Matt, your favorite Yes. Yes. Rudy and Matt. Uh, where to even begin? Um. <laughs> um, well, what did you think about them on, like, the first, originally? The, okay, the first night, I thought that Rudy was crazy. Yeah. I and always, I, I actually always really like, liked Rudy. Yelling at him. I, I thought she was really cool. <laughs> I, no, I re- quickly grew to like her. She was definitely my favorite. Interesting. Um, and I liked, and I did think that her and Matt had a connection. I don't know how into it Matt was. She was clearly very into it, but there was definitely some romantic tension there that was missing for other people. Uh, well, their relationship such was as not Jamie and Trevor. Yeah, for sure. And oh, before we get into um some more Matt and Rudy thing stuff i just have one quick comment about matt um so matt has very large arms which a fact that rudy likes to point out quite often and they've shown matt working out a couple of times but they showed him doing push-ups and his push-ups are really bad he wasn't breaking 90 and i don't understand how he has that big of arms and i guess maybe it's just because he weighs so much yeah he's also just like Like really just a buff person yeah yeah, but he's, like, in such good shape. I just, like, was like, why are your push-ups so bad? I don't know. I mean, um, Trevor anyways. has really good biceps, so. I did not notice Trevor's biceps. Uh, me well, and, I noticed me and my older Instagram. sister were fawning over Trevor's biceps, so. I, it's more, <laughs> I feel like his, his physique is more apparent on his Instagram. Trevor is. Um, hey, Trevor. But Jamie, I feel like you should uh, message Jamie. Give him, like, a tutorial on how to do push-ups. Or not Jamie. No. <laughs> Jamie. <What>? Matt. <laughs> Matt. <laughs> I mean, it's 
Push-ups are probably better than my push-ups. But, yeah, you know. Well, tis tis for not knowing uh, push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Matt and Rudy were the best, in my opinion, on stage. Both for sure. Both their singing and their chemistry. And they definitely revealed a big flaw of the show. Um, yeah. The show really tried to sell the idea that if you are really in love, then that'll come out on stage, and that being good performers together is somehow connected to your relationship. Well, I mean, not that that's not true at all, but it's definitely very possible to be have really good chemistry on stage and just really mesh well as musicians and performers and not be in love. And it really seemed and... like Matt and Rudy had like really good chemistry even like natasha and ryan had really good chemistry and like um in brandon or and julian shared and had good chemistry but like those are all like the relationships that did not pan out work out yeah yeah so it's pretty it's kind of it's like yeah it seems like it's like kind of comes down more to like your ability to perform and less about like if you're actually like in a relationship with them i feel like yeah. Oh, I also thought Matt was, like, the most attractive, in my opinion. Yeah, um, hit the back of his hair was weird. Oh, but otherwise, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it was a little weird. It was, like, kind of like a mohawk, but not really. Like, it was, like, mohawk-esque. Like, I kept Although, thinking it was, it was weird it in wasn't. theory, but I feel like it looks good on him. Yeah, I don't know. Although, I also really liked, um, choice. I thought Gabe was attractive in the very beginning. I liked oh, Gabe. I got weird vibes from Gabe, I if I'm remembering, I feel like he was, was really nice and he was like he was funny and I, I think he had the he he intense smile. Did know. he make it to the? I honestly rounds? don't remember what he looks. Yeah, like. he did. Well, cause he well he made it, but then he got out before he became a couple with anyone. Cause he told oh, yeah, Savannah. They just, like, left. He told Savannah that he would only want to continue if it was with her, but she had Brandon. So. Oh right right. right. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but Matt and Rudy, um, on the last episode, they made it to the finale, but then on the last episode, Matt broke up with her at the very beginning before they could even perform, which was really sad. Um, and he was saying like, I don't think we're as far along as the other couples and I don't want to do this to you because I really care about you. It was very confusing. And my theory is that the producers encouraged him to do that because they didn't want a couple who was not in love by Bachelor standards to win. Mm -hmm. And if, and Matt and Rudy were clearly going to perform the best, most likely, so they wouldn't have a good excuse to make them not win. And, like, they didn't want to give the contract to, like, the recording contract to, like, a couple that wasn't actually going to even stay together and follow through with the contract. Well, they might follow through with the contract. They just might not be actually involved romantically in real life. Yeah. They were definitely still going to take that contract. Well, but I I mean, it's awkward (laughs) because they would have to be, like, together. But they're still, okay, at least Matt and Rudy say that they still talk every day and they're figuring out their relationship. (laughs) And I think that they at least need to capitalize on all of the people who love them together and love their 
them performing together and just release some music to, together. They can do it as friends. But I, I mean, but I think there's though. like hope for no. more. Like they, I feel like they still like each other. Just like the Bachelor format wasn't right for yeah. them, especially for Matt. I mean, I think Matt did, was not like a great. Like I don't think Matt was really belongs on this show. Like not like he, he didn't belong, know who Chris Harrison he, was. Yeah, I, that was like, him. He, he yeah. yeah, I mean, uh. so he's just like, and also he just doesn't seem like the kind of person who's like super open and like willing to tell the cameras like everything he, everything he's thinking. Also, Rudy, Rudy like alludes to the fact that like he moves a little bit slower in relationships, which like the Bachelor format definitely does not really yeah. give you space to do. Um, and then also I think Rudy kind of fell into the trap of comparing herself to like all of the other couples who were mostly kind of good to go with the bachelor format and were moving really quickly in their relationships. Um, and so like Rudy seeing all the other couples doing so well or like what seemed like doing so well kind of like freaked her out and like she sort of got in her head about the whole relationship. Mm-hmm. But I think that Matt and Rudy really need to release music together. And yeah. that if they didn't officially define their relationship, but if they had sort of a will they won't they thing going on, that's actually a very profitable <laughs> thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, I would definitely follow that. I'd be invested in that. Well, you're like the, you're going to follow them even if they don't put out music. <laughs> No, I know I'm not. I don't even follow either of them on Instagram. What? But... You have your ways. You would find out. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I was just like, okay, I should go. I should go do that right now. <laughs> it's my. It's funny because I'm on. I'm calling you out. I'm on Instagram on my computer and I'm looking at Rudy's profile and she said to tag Lady Gaga and you did. Yeah. <laughs> So, I don't know, you might not be following, but you're definitely looking. You're finding I'm not, your yeah, ways. Yeah, I'm not following, to, but I look at them. You're making your way to their Instagram account, whether or not you're actually following Wait, them. Okay, why do I follow Jamie, though? So why do I follow Jamie and not Rudy? Jamie I don't know. I, I That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. We're pulling but, up the receipts on mine. <laughs> but that reminds me... Um, so I, the reason I think I was looking at her Instagram that time is I was seeing if she posted a video of the shallow performance because I've watched that performance multiple times because I really like it. And you've um, gone back on the ABC app just to watch their performance. No, not on the ABC app, just on YouTube and Instagram. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I watch her other performances too; they're all good. But anyways, they perform shallow, which is kind of a big deal because of um, the only song they promoted, basically. Yeah, the obsession it. with A Star Is Born. But it, but it was, was a really, really good performance. I think <gasps> it was the best performance. Wait, guys, yeah, this what? is super off topic, but I just because I was just on Instagram <laughs> to look at what we were talking about, and then I saw something that says "Legally Blonde Three is officially oh, happening." I, yeah, and Mindy Kaling was writing it. Yeah. How do you guys know this and not tell me? <laughs> um, I forgot that you're okay. <laughs> I didn't know you were. Well, we can talk about that on the podcast. Yeah. Um, Okay, anyways, we got a little off topic. Are we good with Rudy and Matt? Should we move on to... Oh, montage. Uh, They had a really good montage. It was really sad. 
Yeah. yeah. When they broke I up. just like the montages didn't do that much for me because I was like, they've literally been together. For it was very time. like, we need to fill time, especially since we have two yeah. less performances. So. <laughs> like, I love a good <laughs> montage, but like, there's not that much content. It's like only a six episode show. Whatever. Like, um, but, but Trevor and Jamie. After they left, it felt like there was. Like, why are we still watching this? No, like, this yeah. is so boring. The two but that's couples. a good segue into Trevor and Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> so sad for them. Um, well, I feel like right at the beginning, I really liked Trevor. But I think it was mostly because he was attractive and not because he was actually that great. He was and attractive at first, and then he became well, once you, I mean, and then one of the big things that happens, I think this is in the second episode, when he's, like, with... He's having a connection with Jamie. Um, and then Natasha is like shows up and she somehow knows his ex-girlfriend and is like, Trevor, you used to you cheated on your ex-girlfriend. And then Jamie is like, every single guy that I've ever been with has cheated on their um, cheated on me. Like that's the one Poor thing Jamie. I look for in a man. And then like Trevor has cheated on his ex girlfriend. That was like so perfect. I don't know how. But they, they really that. overplayed that a lot. I mean, they like, like it was not a big deal. So much, and then she like didn't even care. But I was just like, how did they manage to like get set that up? Like that was like the first thing Jamie said was like, I'm looking for someone who won't cheat on me. And then like the next episode, somehow we find out that like, I didn't even know how the producers managed to do that one, but that was pretty genius, even though it didn't actually end up I don't being think, very much. I think it just happened. Like, I don't think it was I know, but like, it just seemed like, well, I'm sure they like included that clip of Jamie because they knew that Trevor was Oh, oh for sure. Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it just was like so perfectly, just like so perfect. Um... But also, like, once we've, like, once we heard that Trevor cheated on his ex-girlfriend, I know it just, like, sort of cast him in a different light for me, and I was just, like, not into him anymore. It was, like, sort of over the Trevor obsession. Yes. Well, we should definitely talk about Jamie, too, because she was a big part of this, and we'll likely see her again. Maybe on Paradise, maybe on a normal season of The Bachelor, but I'm pretty sure The Bachelor franchise is not done with Jamie. I mean, she's yet. super, like, perfect for the show. Yeah, and she's yeah. only 21, which is insane. Yeah, yeah, so she has a lot of years to be in a lot of Bachelor-related shows. Yeah. Um, I've, and she and first... Trevor aren't together. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised, but also kind of not. But I don't know. I don't know. I'd be curious to see how long they lasted after. But, um, I... I used to not like Jamie. I thought she just... I don't know. She just irritated me. But I definitely... Now... Like, she definitely grew on me as it went. I mean, I think she's sweet. She's, like... She basically, like, says every single emotion she's feeling to the camera. Um, (laughs) And I think she's, like, generally pretty likable. Um... I don't know. She can get a little annoying. Yeah, like, I'm not, like, a huge, like, Jamie stan, but, like, (laughs) I wouldn't be mad if she shows up in other shows. I thought she was kind of, like, a lot of fun, and and I really liked her at the beginning. And towards the end, I was like, ugh. Although you could tell, like, she was, like, really sad when people were leaving. Like, she was the person that was, like, super sad. And I wasn't sure if that was for the camera or... Yeah. Which which is 
a good Yeah, thing. like, it shows you a lot that, like, everyone in the house really loved her, you know? Yeah. yeah. Also, though, I do think it's important to keep in mind that she, like, is a bachelor, like, like she's, like, the one person super that, like, fan. super, yeah, it was this bachelor super fan, and so, like, I feel like her personality of all of them was, like, the most, rem- the most similar to... Like a traditional oh, sure. contestant, and her and aesthetic I- as well. <laughs> um. <laughs> like I think she definitely like was that was like the person that was the most like a normal bachelor contestant, which like was fine because there was only one of them, so we could handle it. And I can definitely see her being that kind of like influencer who, yeah, like, she definitely does fits, like, like the influencer sponsored type. content. And then she'll occasionally post like a video of her singing this her new original song. She's like, "This is such a personal song for me." Like that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I definitely see that. Um, and then so I guess Trevor and Jamie they made it to the very end. Um, the last performance. Well, we didn't talk about this yet, but Trevor is just not that good of a singer. I feel like he's like. But the he was one, on American Idol. Which is like strange to me. I don't know how that <laughs> happened, but. He somehow they made it to the end. He was, I feel like of all of them, he was sort of the least talented. Some of his high notes at the final performance were a little Ooh. questionable, but the audience was loving it. So, yeah, the audience was that. cheering sometimes, and I'm like, are we hearing the same <laughs> thing? I don't know, but I didn't think they it was ultimately that bad. it wasn't terrible, and it, it, was it wasn't like, terrible, it, but. And he Jamie's was like fine, good, like he was fine, but he wasn't like great. And so I like I didn't think he they deserved the the recording contract, just yeah. based on skill and level at least. Jamie's voice is like a li- her singing voice is like a little bit whiny and can get a little bit annoying, but she's actually really good. I think. Yeah, I think she's yeah. pretty good, but also I think she's like really young. Like she has a lot of time to like her for her mature. voice to mature yeah. and like and just like even become a better get more comfortable on stage yeah and she was like really nervous which i was like this is literally a performing show like like i get that you're nervous but like aren't you like a performer (laughs) so um so should we finally talk about brie and chris somehow we have (laughs) not managed to even discuss brie and chris the couple that won the show um yeah yeah well, should we first talk about the judges? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about the celebrity judges. <laughs> the really famous celebrity judges. Yeah. Um, so every episode, there was a bachelor couple, like a famous bachelor couple, and two to three other celebrity judges. And they got some, they did get some big names, like Kesha. But, like, or they, get, they really got a lot a of people who were relevant 10 years ago. Yeah, that was, um, like, the the best that they did. And, well, apparently, I don't remember which of you said this last time, but Rita Wilson, who I'd never heard of, but she was a judge on the last and she had coronavirus. episode. Yeah, well, she... And she's married to Tom Hanks. Yeah. Yeah. So, I which, mean, she's pretty famous. I didn't know that, but it's a big deal, I guess. Yeah. Um, 
And Tay Diggs. I did not know who that was. I knew Jewel, but I did not know who Tay Diggs was. Yeah, the ones that I recognized the most were Jason Mraz and Kesha. And then there's, like, the guy from Train. But, like, I know Train, mm-hmm. but, like, I would never recognize. Well, I wouldn't recognize Jason Mraz either. I think the only oh, person... Oh, there's Andy Grammer. Oh, oh yeah, they had Andy Grammer. That's big. I only know, like, one song by him, though. I think Huddy the only... Good. Yeah, I think the only, like, celebrity or judge that oh. I would recognize if I, like, saw in the street was, like, Kesha. I wouldn't recognize her if I saw her in the street. She looks different. Well, yeah, she's had a major transformation over the last ten years. And also, everyone thought she was, like, really high. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah she was, like, very... Uh, she was yeah, she was acting a little weird. She, she was not that into the performance. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't. <laughs> Which is kind of, I feel like, how the celebrity judges should have acted. Um, and I kind of felt like she thought it was a little bit beneath her, which probably was. But she <laughs> was and there. Chris, Chris Harrison always liked to emphasize that the judges really do get the final say. But, you yeah. know. And also, like, it was very convenient that, like, or it, it just seemed like every single celebrity judge, like, one of the contestants... It was, like, one of the contestants, like, idols growing up. Like, it was, like, the reason they got into music. Like, some of these people are, like, people I'd never heard of before, but they're, like, oh, my God, I grew up listening to them. Like, I could have never have gotten as far as I did in the show without them. Like, they were, like, very attached to these celebrity. I mean, maybe because they're musicians, so, like, they know the music scene a little bit more than I do, but, like, it was a little bit too perfect i felt like so chris and brie yeah <laughs> they like so from the very beginning they like were like so in love whatever they like definitely were like the steadiest calmest relationship but i don't know it just felt like every time we saw them talking they were just talking about how much they like each other which is kind of the bachelor thing but also like I don't feel like we got much personality from either of them. Yes. Yeah. I agree. It was pretty boring. It was just, like, a very, like, whatever relation. Like, you could tell that they were, like, the most invested in their relationship, it felt like. And, like, I do feel like they probably are the ones that should win just because I think they're the most, like, likely to stay together after. I mean, I think they're the only ones that have stayed together, really. Um, so... It, like, makes sense that they won. But there was, like, no drama with them at all. Um, and I don't know. Until the like... last episode. Oh, yeah. But even, like, the drama in the last episode, like, I think that was sort of, was definitely, like, producer-influenced. I mean, there was this whole thing with, like, the fantasy suites where, like, they decided not to go to the fantasy suites, which I thought was weird. Which because, seems like, really weird. Isn't that just, I mean, even if you're not, like, intimate physically like is not just like a good time to talk to each other and like get to know each other off camera like you would think that they would want to do that i mean now i feel like the fantasy suite is just like synonymous with sex but yeah but in their conversation they did which is a very bachelor thing but they did everything to avoid saying anything that was related to sex even though they were clearly talking about sex yeah which was strange or not strange. I mean, it's strange because, but not strange for, like, the Bachelor world. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it just, and I guess, like, that maybe put them, made it, like, feel like they were a little off. But, like, 
it just seemed like the producers were just trying to create like drama very last minute just because they had literally had no drama the entire season. Mm-hmm. Um, and they won the show. Um, and it was like announced in front of the entire audience at the in Nashville. Um, it was like a very much like a music, like a music competition announce like finale. Um, and I also thought it was really strange. Like I talked about, we talked about this like the last time, but I thought that it was really strange that there was like no, um, there was no like long drawn out ending. Like it sort of was just like announced. And then there was like a little like thing of them going to the tour bus afterward. But then there was like kind of no, like, like it was over and it felt like so abrupt compared to like, the season of The Bachelor that we just watched where they have, like, a whole long out, like, after the Rose discussion live, and they have, like, oh, should they be together? Should they not be together? Like, it just, like, that, like, last season of The Bachelor went on and on forever, and, like, this was, like, oh, they won. Okay. The end. <laughs> like, it was so strange to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. Eh. It would have been kind of, it would have been better if they had, um, like, said that Chris and Brie had, like, you know, created new music. <laughs> it was a little odd that they didn't mention that. But, I don't know, it was okay. Yeah, I mean, I would have maybe, like, if, obviously, if we weren't in a pandemic, maybe they could have had, like, an After the Final Rose where they talked about, like, the process of recording their they first They could do a album. virtual one. Yeah. But, like, it would be kind of nice to, like, hear from them and be like, yeah, like, we created this album together. We're super excited like it could even just be like a promotional thing for the album and also a ton of people would watch it well i think they're doing a lot of press now i know i'm here to make friends interviewed them oh well but also the show kind of did them dirty and didn't even like tell us that they released an album yeah which yeah. i was like <laughs> it's like like until you told us like i didn't even know that they had an album out um mm-hmm. which i'm like they at the end of the show they're like Brie and Chris are still in love today, like, ready to create, start their music career. But then, like, why didn't And they, they also released an album, album, but they didn't say that. Yeah, I know. Um, it was like, now would be a perfect time for you to tell us that. Um, and they, it released, about... it dropped right after this the show. Yeah, um, so but it's yes, like, you could just say, they, it's available now. Their debut album is called Chris and Brie. It's very creatively titled and there are 10 tracks and the first five are original songs i have not listened to all of them i don't know if you guys have they're like but okay generic whatever yeah they're pretty generic. and then one of them is like talk is like one of the lines is like we fell in love on tv or something so it's like very oh. personal to them great yeah it's very like we fell in love on a tv screen yeah <laughs> Um, and then the last five are just some of their covers from the show. Can't help falling in love, of course. That's like their classic it's song. Their classic. They perform like so many times. Yeah. And then some other ones. Um, and maybe and they'll was, go on tour someday. Yeah, I mean, their album so far is like doing decently. It, I think it was like number six or something on the iTunes charts the last time I checked. So like, it's like pretty good i mean most artists don't like most people do not have an album that high on the itunes charts 
Um, also probably helps that like no one else is releasing music right now or like a lot of stuff is like slowed down because of coronavirus, I would assume. Um, Jamie's releasing a song this Friday. Mm. And Rudy just released something. Oh, she did? Yeah, it's called oh, Hate. That's the one that's her, probably actually going to be good. If you followed her on Instagram, you would. I don't know. I haven't listened. I'm just <laughs> investigating right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe they'll go on tour. Obviously not right now, but maybe in... Uh, would you go if they came to Pittsburgh? Yeah. Um, if it was reasonably priced. What is reasonably Last priced? Last time I said, you? like, $20 would be yeah. a good price. Or less. <laughs> yeah. I, they would and they would have to play it like a small venue. Like I cannot imagine that they have like not a huge fans. arena. Like think about how many people would actually come to that. Like it, I'm trying to like picture who would actually come to that. Like how many people are actually watching this show in each mm-hmm. city? Like it must be very small. And one of you brought up the point last time that like what songs are they gonna play? Yeah, they have like ten songs. I feel like they could do more covers though. Maybe. Yeah, but also it would be good if they weren't all love songs. Like love songs are good, but like it gets old. Like we get it. Well, it's like that's the point of their relationship. I feel like that's all they know how to do. Well, and also like what else are they gonna do? You know, they're like they just like sing. I mean, they're good songs that aren't about love. I don't know. But, like, they're literally playing together, you know? I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, it would feel, it's, like, kind of a lot just to, like, sing about love, like, sing some love songs over and over and over again. Yeah. I might pay more than $20 to see Matt and Rudy for fun. But... Oh, I would. <laughs> I would Did you say that you $20. would or you wouldn't? I would. Abigail, you would. I okay. would pay more than $20 to see Ryan and... Um, Me too. Natasha. Uh, I I don't know if I would go. That would be so fun. Like, what if you got like? Well, I guess I I would go. <laughs> yeah, but I'd rather see Matt and Rudy. Well, what if they just all go on tour together? That would just be the best. That would I mean, be that, really fun. That would actually be so fun. That's yeah, that's a good so idea. Much money. ABC could make bank off that. I don't think it would make that much money, but they could like release really? like, a documentary of like a tour documentary or something of like them on. They the could road. do a whole festival. <laughs> it could be like I the new know. stage. Wait, push. that would be so fun. <laughs> Except by the time, like, the world is opened up again, like, no one's going to care. Except for us. No, but they can make all the Bachelor Nation people go. Like, make all the big people go. And then people would go to it just to see them. And they can make them, like, go on stage and, like, say some stupid stuff. Like, it could be, like, a meet and greet sort of with, like, Bachelor Nation and then, like, also a music festival at the same time. Yeah, and then they can give them all these, like, sponsorship opportunities. Yeah, and, like, they would have, like, brand sponsor the um the event they could make so much money off of this like if they had it in like new york city or something they could totally okay we, or yeah we should contact yeah, yeah, abc yeah. and ask them to plan it yeah <laughs> wow yeah we can idea. be in charge of it mm-hmm. yeah totally um well i, I also hope well, they I have another season all. what i hope they have another season yeah oh, i do too yeah i'm I would be happy. Although, like, yeah. Although I just prefer Bachelor in Paradise over this. Well, if Luke, they were going to make one. You haven't seen Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise. Paradise. 
I know, but like that's what it was basically Bachelor in Paradise for the first two episodes. But it no, it's different. But like not as good. So I would hope for that. But I mean, there's no, there's not going to be any new Bachelor content for a while. I mean, what are you guys is, what do you guys think of the, the Bachelor show that's coming? Um, or like well, the Bachelor like reruns. Honestly, I'll probably be bored and watch at least a few of them. You'll just switch yeah, back to prob- Gossip Girl. Probably same. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, she finished Gossip Girl. I finished Gossip Girl. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay. I think well, that's all yeah, we have for this episode. We should probably wrap this up. Yeah, somehow this We've been talking for an hour and 26 minutes. <laughs> somehow this <laughs> Seems went longer, longer the second than, time, maybe. Yeah, I don't know how. Um, but you should connect with us on Instagram and Twitter. Um, it's they're both pops pop culture and send us an email we have zero emails but we would love to receive one um, at pops and pop culture at gmail.com um, and of course as always follow us on Spotify um, subscribe to us on Apple Music leave us a review on Apple or Apple Podcast not Apple Music um, give us five stars tell people why they should listen to our podcast and we will see you oh we're when are we releasing the next episode? Sometime Friday. later this week. For Friday. Riverdale. We're going to get back on schedule. We're Yay. off schedule now, but we will get back on schedule soon. Well, okay. Well, thank thanks, you, Abigail, Abigail for... for joining us twice. Yes, yeah. yes, of course. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes, anytime. And um, now we don't need to explain to you our ending this time. Yeah, she's aware but, of wait, our ending. I for, but I forget. Once. What do you... What is it? <laughs> Bon Nui. Bon Nui. Nui? Yeah. Correct. Okay. Bon Nui. Okay. Bon Nui. Bon Nui.